well, you had Brian Hayes, MEP there, uh, on the political reaction. I'm joined now from News Radio 106.7 FM in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, on a Monday for an extra show in the week. Check in the post, Michael. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, you've had a lot of time to think about this since Friday. It's a very serious issue, and uh, none of your flippancy, please. I, I'm happy to uh, table my flippancy t- to as large a degree as humanly possible. And it is uh, terrible. It is not a tragedy, however. That word drives me crazy. Tragedy. A tragedy would be if a train crashed, you know, because of a bridge collapse and people were killed. This was a venal act of will and violence committed by people who understand exactly what they are doing and why they are doing it. They have a very clear religious motivation. They absolutely understand the religious context from which it draws. And I have to say, it is almost. I almost laughed out loud listening to the uh, the minister, with all due respect, talking about we must Brian avoid Hayes, knee huh? jerk. Yeah, uh, must we? We must avoid knee jerk responses while giving every single tepid token knee jerk progressive Euroweeny response straight down the line. Nothing to do with this line. All right, nothing okay. to see here. Why would we even think about changing our immigration yeah, patterns? Right. And so I I hope it's not flippant to point out a few facts, facts like, for example, the Lebanese foreign minister in Lebanon knows a little about this problem, believes that about 2% of the people who are currently in this wave of migration are uh, ISIS, ISIS inspired, ISIS linked, whatever that vague term is you want to use. We've been repeatedly the people of Ireland, I should say. And by the way, can I say something? It kind of bothers me, George. I am more angry on behalf of the people of Ireland and Europe by the maltreatment and mistreatment by your leaders. And I think most of your listeners are seeing that headline from Angela Merkel. We plan no changes on immigration policy in the hours after this horrific terrorist attack just astonishes me. But they won't even tell you the truth. What percentage of the migrants are from Syria? We know for a fact that the number is inflated by at least 50%, 50%, if not by 100%. What percentage are young men, which obviously you know, has to do with the, p- p- the potentiality of being violent? You're being repeatedly lied to. The number is somewhere between 65 and 72%, and that's from the international organizations and the Euroweenies themselves. When you can't tell me the truth, then I know that what you're hiding is worse than okay. what you're telling me is bad. But it is. A, the first knee-jerk reaction that caused this, I have to say, sadly, was the invasion of Iraq. And it is now, by most historical commentators, American, uh, that that decision by Bush to go after weapons of mass destruction that didn't exist uh, started the problem. Secondly, uh, Obama, this isn't a Republican-Democrat thing. This is just the traditional awful American foreign policy. Obama, when we got the Arab Spring, we just sent guns and money and everything and I said it at the time we have no idea who these people are that we're sending guns and money to all we know is they don't like Gaddafi so we give it to them, they don't like Assad so we give it to them, they don't like the fellow in Egypt so we Mm. give it to them we have failed miserably in our foreign policy towards uh, the nations of Islamic belief Okay, well, I'm not going to reliterate the Iraq because we don't have time for yeah. it. I, just, I, I would argue that everyone who died on September 11th, two years before we invaded Iraq, would disagree with you, but that's just, you know, we'll set that aside. Well, we Here's don't know if we're in. We are in 
No, no, what I'm saying is that the idea that terrorism started, that Middle Eastern right, whack job okay. lunacy terrorism started when George W. Bush decided to take out a dictator who had invaded two neighbors is nonsense to the okay. many, many victims of that terrorism before that. But let's just, I want to do something different. Here we are. We are here. The speculation about what if you had just stayed out of the Middle East? Well, we now know what happens when people with Western values simply abandon the Middle East to the uh, worst actors there. We are seeing it happen here. Why is ISIS still around? ISIS is small potatoes. ISIS is what the brown shirts were when Hitler was first getting started. ISIS is such a small force. There's only one thing keeping them around, and that is the gutless cowardice of the West who are saying, I would rather watch people die than take any of the moral responsibility for going in and wiping out ISIS, knowing that bad things are going to happen along the way. Every single bomb isn't going to land exactly where it's supposed to. Every single person who dies isn't going to be a combatant. War is ugly. And because the gutless cowards of Europe don't have the courage to oh, act, oh, oh, you're just right. watching okay. people okay. die. Yeah. And now they're swarming into your country and you're looking around going, what? I don't know what to do. What about the gutless coward who sits in the White House? I agree. I agree completely. 100%. I'm with you 100%. When President Obama said this morning that our policy is working, this morning that we are not going to change our stance on bringing in these migrants, I just, I, I didn't know what to say, but you know, you, he's Nobody, not your problem. He's my problem. Today, Angela Merkel yeah. is your problem. Brussels yes. is your problem. Yeah. As I speak to you, uh, you know, we are seeing television pictures of Francois Hollande, Premier mm. of France, using the phrase, we are at war. Right. Now, we are at war. There's no question. And why we are pushing a, a footing mm. around the fact that we can sit here and think, you know, uh, we're not going to do anything. And somehow it's all going to end. It's not mm. all going to end. We, we are fight Like, this is a fight about, this is as big a fight about mm. civilization as it was for the Nazis. There has of never been been as big a fight to protect civilization uh, since uh, and don't forget, don't forget, the, the the rise of totalitarianism inspired other people. You get a you know a low rent hack like Mussolini. How does he appear? He appears because the climate was created because of other stronger, more credible threats. How was Japan able to pursue its imperialism because of the fascist wave that was going around the world that buttressed them? There is a wave of intolerance, and I, I, that's, I think that's the best word. A wave of intolerance, this notion that governance should come from some other source other than the people. And whether that's the horrific, violent intolerance of whack job Islamism, or whether it's the intolerance in Brussels of the EU of who are you little people to say that you should govern your country? We know better than you. The people who bear the consequences are the innocents, the innocents who died in Paris, the innocents of, of Ireland who stuck with the bills and the hassles and on and on and on. I got a question for your listeners. If NATO decided this, you know, today, that's just it. Okay, never mind. We're done. ISIS, we're going to get you. And America and NATO bunched up together. How long, seriously, would it take us to wipe out ISIS? Like, what, two weekends? Three weekends? Maybe? 45, 50,000 troops, put them on the ground, boom, you push them out of the way, you killed ISIS, and you go home. The only thing that's stopping that from happening is 
cowardice, the cowardice of pacifism that has overtaken Europe. But and you would rather yeah. watch children die than feel bad because you sent a soldier it, to it's Syria. It's really, you see, this issue of pacifism is quite interesting because I, I talked about the correlation with Nazi Germany. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, they they allowed him to invade the Sudet. They allowed Hitler to invade right. the Sudetenland. They allowed Hitler to invade Czechoslovakia. And they, they kept thinking, we can deal with this guy. And and uh, we can reason with them, and we can have peace in our time. I must say, there is an incredible sense, particularly from Germany, which terrifies me. Uh, the mm-hmm. strongest, richest, most powerful yes. nation in the EU. That Angela Merkel, is, and and the problem for Angela Merkel is she is now at odds with the very people in our party because she does not represent Germans. She mm-hmm. does not represent Europeans. Because because the but I think it's very interesting. We have an election here, and I don't exactly. think this is going to be a story on our doorsteps, which oh. I think it might be in America. Because I mean, Trump is a story because Trump is talking about building walls, right. whether you agree with him or not. Right. He's making it the mm-hmm. story. Right, and and here is the problem. Uh, for all the people who every time they hear a conversation about the current state of Islam, they want to project out all, you know, you think all Muslims are terrorists for the five bazillionth time. Of course I don't. In fact, I feel sorry for the moderate Muslim majority because they pay the most direct price for this. But as long as you stop people from talking about issues like the current state of Islam and migration, as long as you shout them down before they started, then the only people left talking are going to be the Donald Trumps and the more more angry, less rational actors. And so you're making the, the, the uh, tepid, you know, cowardly, limp-wristed values of the, we really don't like your speech, Europe, are giving rise to the extremists as opposed to us coming okay. together with a common sense and saying, look, we can take out ISIS without breaking a sweat if we will just decide to do it. And we can control our borders because it's our country. Ireland belongs to the Irish, not because the Irish are better than the Syrians or the Iraqis, but because it's Ireland. It's yours. And there's nothing hateful about saying this is my country. You need my consent to govern. And this is what I want. All right, thank you for joining me. Michael Graham of News Talk Radio 106.7 FM in Atlanta, Georgia.